Hi, you with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the Big Thief album. I always get slightly wrong. And who has a title teetering on the brink of awful, but it's actually not. Dragon You Wall Mountain, I Believe in You. Somehow that stays the right side of it. Uh, the Brooklyn Band, uh, very much current indie darlings, as is the lead singer Adrian Lenker, who used to be married to uh, the co founder Buck Meek. Uh, and has identified as queer recently because um, was dating one of my albums of the year last year, Indigo Spark, from Sydney. A wonderful album, very underappreciated. So I've, I mean, they're, they're from Brooklyn for a start, so we're in probably into a hipsterville a bit, and they certainly have that um, about them. I found myself really liking UFOF, their third studio album that came out in 2019, but being a little bit put off by how much acclaim it got, particularly uh, Pitchfork, the once esteemed and now highly wayward uh, music bible, um, seems to have anointed her as the Pope and their band as the Vatican Cardinals. They're like, they're nothing that they can do is wrong, but... If there's one thing that I thought about UFO, if the, the skyscraping songs like Cattails, um, not everything on the album was, there was like four or five that were sort of in that bracket. And the other half of the album I found to be uh, a little bit more wayward. Um, so the fact that everyone was just going absolutely nuts over it, well, I was like, yeah, it's really good, but I'll, it's, it's closer to an 8 out of 10 than a, a 9 or even a 10 out of 10 for me. So we've got their fifth studio album because they reworked UFOF, and I obviously wasn't that bothered because I never listened to that. I think it was called Two Hands or something. They just released Dragon U, War Mountain, I Believe in You, which is a double album. It's incredible. It's like everyone's coming out with these really long indie guitar albums at the moment. There's Beach House and the Black Country New Road one I've uh, reviewed already. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but it's highly anticipated anyway. So what do I think of their latest album? Well, I was, I was concerned again that I'd be um, sucked into this slipstream of overwhelming praise when I thought that they were really good, but... And I thought at first that, um, yeah, this time around I can really see why they're fated as one of the world's greatest bands. After a few plays, I'm kind of back where I was. So there's there's stuff on this album that is, is a lot more like their natural self. And then there's the other half of the album, which is, I think, much better, which is them... Um, almost going into the same kind of sort of sonic soundscapes that uh, bands like Modest Mouse did on Moon and Antarctica, where they're really playing around with the sounds. And the second track on the album, Time Escaping, is so much more dazzling a soundstage than I've heard from them before. Really weird sort of noises put together to make a song. Very imaginative, really, really thrilling. And um, it reminded me a little bit of like uh, Rain Dogs or Swordfish Trombones era Tom Waits where you just hear this music and it was a revelation in, in form because it was just like made out of such bizarre sounds. And then following Spud Infinity sort of fits more into what you would expect from them, which is this sort of indie take on virtually all country Cajun Americana style music. Um, 
I thought that that the opening run was uh, was strong. Uh, what else did I? Yeah, it's quite. It's um. I really found that I was gravitating towards the songs that they'd sort of made the most effort to to make sound different to what I would expect from the band, where they'd use different instrumentation, different production styles, that side of it. I actually felt when they rested back on the traditional big thief sort of sound that um, they were actually the weaker tracks. Um, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a over the first half of this double album. It's it's really well paced uh, and it's emotionally diverse. Um, and I, I really like the plat, uh, the fact that it sort of it sort of varies uh, from these sort of different modes. At times, like the most low key arcade fire tracks from before the album Funeral they started with, uh, Sparrow was was one that stood out there. Really, really quite a beautiful um, and melancholic ballad. Um, but it sort of picked up into. Um, Probably the best run on the album was in the midsection, which is is always a good sign. Uh, Little Things was the most rocking track at that point, an absolute barnstormer. It's a fantastic song, undoubtedly one of the tracks of the year, amazing. Um, and Heavy Bend as well really delved back into this sort of very obtuse and I went, a, a few times I found myself thinking of um, trip hop or post Radiohead trip hop, and it sort of had that sort of vibe about it. And Flower of Blood that follows it is another really, really strong one. And then really full-on virtual trip-hop with Blurred View, one another of the standout tracks on the album was absolutely amazing. And No Reason as well. That was, um, that was a fantastic track. But I found myself in the same boat as I did with the previous album, which is when I'd listened to it a couple of times, I really noticed that the back half wasn't as strong as the first half. And the more I focused on that, it kind of knocked the album down a bit for me. So up until probably track 13, No Reason, which is brilliant, it's got a great melody. One thing I noticed about the ones where they do the full soundstage and more interesting instrumentation, they tend to have the more compelling melodies and um, they've got a bit more dynamic drive to the music as well. And No Reason, another one with superb um, choruses on it. But... If I go from track that track 13, there's probably one, two, three, four, five, six tracks where I would only really keep one of them. So, um, Wake Me Up to Drive is okay. That was fairly decent. But Promises uh, is a pendulum and 12,000 lines. I sort of pretty uneventful. Uh, I could have done without them. They were like um, fragments of songs. And that's really shown up by uh, Simulation Swarm, which is another of the sound like standout tracks on the album. Again, the Sonic, the the, the two previous tracks are really just acoustic guitar ballads, uh, and they, this one opens up the Sonic palette. Love the sci-fi lyrics. It's got this tumbling vocal, which marries next to this tumbling guitar line. It's great. It's superb, and it really stands out in that second half of the album because it's so good. Uh, one of the only ones that does do the full soundstage that doesn't work for me is um, Love, 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 which follows, which is a dirge that keeps threatening to go into sort of Neil Young guitar theatrics. But it really is the same all the way through. It isn't really a song. It just sort of dirges on a bit. Uh, and again, the only place, uh, the second to last track, is just uneventful. 
So it ends on a real high note, Blue Lightning, which is absolutely fantastic. It's a really, it's probably the closest song to their old album sonically. It's a bit of a country hoedown, but a really sort of gentle swaying hoedown uh, that doesn't rely on the more sort of imaginative modernist touches to the other tracks that are the best ones on there. Honestly, I was just won over by this track by the line, I want to be the shoelace that you tie. It's one of the most sweet, cute and romantic lines I've ever heard. You'd marry someone if they told you that you were the shoelace they want to tie. And it's a great track as well, so it's a great way to end. But once again, um, I think, you know, I think they... They have one great album inside a double album. If they just stopped after track 13 and they just used Simulation Sworn and Blue Lightning and ditched the other six tracks, you've still got a really long album that's great. It would be a classic album, but it's just not quite there. So again, I'm finding myself, it's quite jarring to go from the sort of 9 out of 10 tracks down to the 6 out of 10 tracks. So I'm going to give Big Thief... Dragon You Warm Mountain, I Believe in You, similar flaws to the previous one, but with a higher rate of outstanding tracks, uh, a 7.5 out of 10.